Welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 199 of the podcast. And in this episode of the podcast, I'm talking about all the big moves made so far during NFL free agency. There's a lot to get into, so let's talk about it. The first big move that we need to discuss is the Cleveland Browns trading for quarterback Deshaun Watson and giving him a five-year, $230 million deal that is fully guaranteed. Watson sat out all of last year due to 22 different lawsuits against him, accusing him of sexual misconduct. There will not be criminal charges against Watson, but he's still dealing with civil suits. As a player, Watson is a huge upgrade over Baker Mayfield, and you're adding him in with a great group of running backs that includes Nick Chubbs and Kareem Hunt, and the team recently traded for former Cowboys wide receiver Amari Cooper. This is a wild move for the Browns. They are banking on a guy who missed an entire year of football and has a ton of baggage that comes with him. He's 26, so presumably he's not going to be washed up. In fact, most likely he could improve as a player. I don't know how to feel about Watson. It's hard to feel great and I still have so many questions. So is the NFL going to suspend him? We've never seen a situation like this ever. A player missing an entire year of football in part due to personal issues only to come back and get a massive raise. Watson will be making $12 million more dollars a year. Goes without saying the Browns desperately need this to work and we've heard this before that this is the time for the Browns to really be a good football team. They had Baker Mayfield, who at the time we believed in. They added Odell Beckham Jr. They had a Jarvis Landry, and then that team did not live up to the hype. So I'm going to wait and see how this all plays out before I anoint the Cleveland Browns as an exit team, but they do have three of the best players at their position. Deshaun Watson is one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL. Nick Chubbs is a top five running back, and Miles Garrett is one of the best defensive players in the entire league. So at the very least, the Cleveland Browns should be able to compete with the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals for the division title next year, if Watson even plays. If you just look at Watson's resume as a player, one could say Watson is really talented, but not worth that kind of money. Yet this is the Cleveland Browns, who have had an embarrassing amount of bad quarterbacks. So it's kind of hard to blame them. They should be desperate because they are in need of a franchise quarterback. And I felt like this last year, Baker Mayfield was holding the team back. I'm really curious which team is going to take a flyer on Mayfield, who once held the record for most touchdowns by a rookie quarterback, and since then has not lived up to his potential. If this Deshaun Watson move is evident of anything, it's that in sports, it's talent over anything. Think about this. The Browns are going to pay Watson only $1 million in his first year, so that if he gets suspended, that's all he will lose. Watson had all the power in this situation and he clearly took advantage of that and a lot of people are angry about this. Why would the Browns only give him a million so he only loses a million? The reason is because the Browns were so desperate for a franchise quarterback that they were willing to go towards this moral gray area that they are now in. It's crazy to say this but this trade is a risky move because if the Cleveland Browns do not become a perennial Super Bowl contender, there will be a lot of people who will rip them for making this trade, for trading for this person. I mean, there is a lot of pressure on the organization to become instant contenders. And I'll say this 
about Deshaun Watson's contract being fully guaranteed. I don't really care about that aspect of the story because no good franchise quarterbacks get cut anymore anyway. They end up getting their money. When we're talking about the other positions, they are the ones who lose the money. The quarterbacks never get released. Think about this. Kirk Cousins just received an extension worth $35 million guaranteed. He is an average quarterback. All you need to be is an average NFL quarterback and you're going to get your money whether it's guaranteed or not. I know there are some people looking at this contract and saying Deshaun Watson is not a top 5 quarterback. He's not worth the money. I'll say this. He was very good on a Texans team that I think was not very good. It was Deshaun Watson. It was DeAndre Hopkins that made that team really good. Yes, they had J.J. Watt. They were not a great football team and I think Deshaun Watson was a really good quarterback with the Houston Texans. Is he going to be worth this money? Time will tell. But make no mistake about it, this trade is bigger than football. This is the most controversial trade in the history of the NFL. And it's not the best look ever for a guy to miss an entire year because of misconduct, then to come back and get an expensive raise. That's not a great look for the league. And it's going to be impossible for people to reconcile their thoughts about it. Like, there's nothing that can be done about this situation. If Deshaun Watson is suspended six or an entire year, he'll only lose a million dollars, and then he'll get $229 million guaranteed. There are only a few group of people who feel great about this trade. The Cleveland Browns, because they pulled off the trade, Cleveland Brown fans, and Deshaun Watson. I think the rest of the NFL is in disarray, and I get it. I also feel like this. Any other team that made this trade, their fans would have loved it. Let's not lie. Atlanta Falcons fans would have been excited if they got Deshaun Watson. The same for the Panthers and the Saints. I mean, this trade really sheds a light on one of the biggest problems in the NFL. It's all about the talent and it's not about the character of the human being. The Cleveland Browns do not care if Deshaun Watson is a good or a bad person. They only care if he wins them football games. Another massive deal that went down has to be the most surprising move of the NFL offseason. The Vegas Raiders have traded for Packers wide receiver Devontae Adams, and they have given him a five-year, $140 million deal with the Raiders, 67 of which is fully guaranteed. You have to love this move and the direction the Raiders are going. They also brought in Chandler Jones to a three-year, $51 million deal. Adams has had five seasons of double-digit touchdowns, and Jones has had seven seasons of double-digit sacks. Adams is, by most people's standards, the best receiver in all of football. And one of the craziest things about this trade is that we all assume that once Aaron Rodgers re-signed with the Packers, that meant that his buddy Devontae Adams was going to remain on the team. Why would Aaron Rodgers want to be on the Packers if there's no Devontae Adams? We're going to find out. Like, I think an elite quarterback can make a lot of receivers really good. Like, I think Aaron Rodgers can win football games with a lot of different receivers. That being said, Devontae Adams Adams is a beast, and it was probably in the best interest of the Packers to keep Devontae Adams. But reportedly, the Packers offered him the same kind of money, and he said no. There's something about that situation. I think that Packers organization is being run to the ground. I mean, there's a reason that Aaron Rodgers hasn't liked them these last few years, and there's a reason that the best receiver in the league wanted to walk out the door and play with the Vegas Raiders. I mean, he's leaving a team that went 13-3 and 3 in three straight seasons. Something is going
going wrong inside the organization of the Packers? Why are all these great players wanting to leave? Yes, they resolved the biggest issue of all. They got to keep Aaron Rodgers, but losing Devontae Adams is not a great look. Getting back to the Raiders, I mean, these moves are going to help them compete in a stacked AFC West. I mean, all this division has made moves. Let's talk about the other moves. I mean, the Chargers traded for Khalil Mack. They also signed J.C. Jackson to a five-year, $82 million deal. The last two seasons, Jackson had nine interceptions in 2020 and eight picks in 2021. The team is making the necessary moves to build around quarterback Justin Herbert. This is what you do when you have a young, inexpensive quarterback. You spend to build around him and to make a Super Bowl caliber roster. And then you have the Broncos who are bringing in Russell Wilson after years of having bad quarterback play. They also stole Randy Gregory from the Dallas Cowboys. You can make a real argument that the best division in all of football is the AFC West. And I haven't even mentioned the Kansas City Chiefs who just added Juju Smith-Schuster to go along with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Patrick Mahomes is the best young quarterback in the NFL. He is going to compete for that division year in and year out. Even with all the moves that have been made in the AFC West, I would still pick the Kansas City Chiefs. But the second best team, I think, is going to be the Vegas Raiders. They have one of the best offensive minds in all of football as their head coach in Josh McDaniels. I think the second time is the charm for him to be a good head coach in the National Football League. They have Derek Carr and they got him Devontae Adams, his college teammate. I mean, you have four teams in that division that think they can win the division title. And I think the team that's going to fall short and not live up to expectations are going to be the Denver Broncos. I think the Chargers are a playoff team. I think the Chiefs are a playoff team. And I think the Raiders are a playoff team. I don't yet believe in the Denver Broncos. I think Russell Wilson is the type of quarterback who needs really good players around him to win. He cannot carry a franchise. We saw that with the Seahawks. Yes, he could get them to the postseason, but that was a weaker division. In what I think is the best division in football, I don't think Russell Wilson can carry the Denver Broncos to the postseason. Even if he plays an elite level, I don't think there's enough talent around him right now. You almost wonder if Wilson knew all these moves were going to happen. Would he want to be traded to the Denver Broncos? Because once he got to the Broncos, all these other teams have been making moves. The Chiefs have got better. The Chargers have gotten better. The Raiders have gotten way better. Wilson should have chosen a team in a much weaker division. It's going to take 12 or 13 wins to win that division, something I don't think the Broncos are capable of. Yet I do believe the Chiefs, Chargers, and Raiders can win those 12 to 13 games and win that division. I do want to take a few minutes and talk about Tom Brady coming out of retirement and going back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because this isn't an addition to the Buccaneers. They already had Tom Brady, but this is a massive, massive news that Brady is coming back to the Buccaneers. And again, it instantly makes them Super Bowl contenders once again. They have Tom Brady. They re-signed Chris Godwin to a three-year, $60 million deal. They still have Mike Evans. They just traded for a guard in Shaq Mason from the Patriots. I mean, Tom Brady coming back changes how you feel about the NFL because he is the greatest winner in the sports history. He has seven Super Bowl titles and even at 44 years old, I still think Tom Brady is capable of winning a Super Bowl. There is a small part of me that wanted to see them try to win a Super Bowl without Tom Brady and get another quarterback. Like, 
is there another quarterback capable of winning a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers? Like, could Jimmy Garoppolo go to the Buccaneers and them be a Super Bowl contending team? Another player who I think deserves to be on a team as talented as the Buccaneers is Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is one of the best quarterbacks of this era, and he has been on a very bad Falcons team these last few years. I would love for him to be on a Super Bowl contending team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but alas, that's not going to happen because the GOAT is back. And now I have to wonder, now that the Falcons missed out on Deshaun Watson, are they finally going to move on from Matt Ryan? I mean, the time is now. It's now or never. The guy is at the end of his career. If he's ever going to get a chance to compete for another Super Bowl title, he has to be traded now. And then you have Jimmy Garoppolo who's out there. Now Baker Mayfield is out there. There are still starting caliber quarterbacks who are going to be on the move. Again, I don't really feel all that good about Baker Mayfield. If the Colts get Baker Mayfield, I'm not going to feel all that great about the Indianapolis Colts. That's the same as having Carson Wentz. Wentz is better than Mayfield, in my opinion. The other team that missed out on Deshaun Watson is the New Orleans Saints, so are they in the mix to go get Jameis Winston again? I mean, they already had him. He looked pretty good as a member of the Saints, but then he had that injury. Are they going to trade for Baker Mayfield? There is still so much to happen this NFL offseason because everyone is looking for a good quarterback, and if you don't have one, you're going to do whatever it takes to get one. That goes back to the Cleveland Browns trading for Deshaun Watson. It's why they gave him all that money, because teams will do anything and everything to get a starting quarterback. Let's talk about some of the best teams in the league who made major upgrades. The Bills signed Vaughn Miller to a five-year $120 million deal. $51 million is fully guaranteed. I like this move for the Buffalo Bills. They are the it team of the AFC East. The Patriots are not making moves this offseason, and the Bills are. The Bills have Josh Allen, who tore the Patriots apart in the postseason. They are the new team of the AFC East, and they are taking advantage of the moment. They are legitimate title contending team. And Miller is coming off of a Super Bowl, and he's already won another Super Bowl with the Broncos. Like, it's good to have those type of guys on your team. The guys who have been there before. The Bills kind of lack those type of players. They don't really have a lot of guys on that roster that have won Super Bowls. Now they add that guy, and he could be a big piece in the Bills finally winning a Super Bowl. Another player I think the Bills should be in on is Jarvis Landry. I mean, that guy was on the Miami Dolphins in the AFCs for all those years, and he was one of the best receivers in the division. I think the Bills should be in on this player. He's one of my favorite receivers in all of football. They just lost Cole Beasley. There is a spot for Jarvis Landry on the Buffalo Bills. If they make that move, and then they have Von Miller to go along with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, I would pick the Bills as my Super Bowl favorites. I think that's the type of move that that team needs to make. Get as many good players on that team. Take advantage of this moment. Take advantage of Josh Allen being the best quarterback in this division and win the Super Bowl next season. The Rams, who just won a Super Bowl, also made an upgrade. They are signing wide receiver Allen Robinson to a three-year $45 million deal, $30 million of which is fully guaranteed. This is a team that has Cooper Cup. Robert Woods, who they may now trade, I love the Rams' philosophy about spending for big-time players. It's a way to compete and win Super Bowls. Matthew Stafford is 34 years old. You have a small window to win as many Super Bowls as possible. Surround 
surround him with as much talent as possible and get two to three more titles. And if the Rams continue to win with this philosophy, more and more teams are going to change their stance on free agency. More teams are going to spend money on these type of players. And I think NFL free agency, as exciting as it is, might expand in the next few years because, again, if the Rams win another Super Bowl after signing Allen Robinson, if they go back and they bring back Odell Beckham Jr., if they get rewarded for all this spending, then more and more teams will spend. And I think that is the best case scenario for the NFL. As much as we loved building through the draft, that can take years and years. If you can have instantly a very good team, why wouldn't you make that choice? It is the best case scenario for the NFL and its fans because free agency is exciting. It's what we're all talking about. We're all amazed and surprised by these moves. And free agency has always been the one thing the NBA has had over the NFL. Well, now it feels like the NFL is getting there. The players have the power the same way that NBA players do, and it's going to make NFL free agency more and more exciting, and that's what I love. I love NFL free agency because it gives your team hope, and you also feel so excited when these moves are made. I think if there's one thing you can take from this offseason in the NFL is if you look at it from this way, the teams that have a star quarterback are the ones that are paying massive amounts of money for other players, and the teams that don't will pay anything to get a star quarterback. It's almost like if you don't have a quarterback, you're nowhere. The Cleveland Browns felt like they were nowhere. Yes, they have an insanely talented roster, but they looked at it and said, we're never going to get where we want to be with Baker Mayfield as our quarterback. And I'm sure there's some people out there who disagree with this. Maybe Baker Mayfield was just injured. Maybe there were other reasons he wasn't playing up to the level we all expected. Well, the Browns certainly felt like he was part of the problem. So they moved on from Baker and they bring in Watson. The Packers gave Aaron Rodgers everything he wanted and they let Devontae Adams go. It's all about the quarterback. It's always going to be about the quarterback. If you already have your star quarterback in place, then you'll make all those moves like the Rams are doing. They have Matthew Stafford. They just won a Super Bowl. So they're going to invest their money elsewhere. But if you don't have it invested in the quarterback, you will do anything and everything to get a star quarterback. The NFL will always go back to do you have a quarterback? And if you don't, you have to get one now. Like I look at what the Raiders are doing and I look at it and I say, wow, they really believe in Derek Carr. They went out and they got him Devontae Adams and they signed Chandler Jones. If they didn't believe in Carr, they wouldn't have made those moves. The teams that believe in their starting quarterback are the teams that are making moves. The Chargers obviously believe in Justin Herbert and we're now going to see if he's the next great quarterback. They got him J.C. Jackson. They got him Khalil Mack. Now he's going to run the offense and we're going to see if that team is legitimately really good and if he is legitimately a franchise caliber quarterback like the Chargers clearly believe. And all in on this note, all of these moves are really exciting and not all of them are going to work out and that's okay. I like a team that is trying to get better and NFL free agency is a way to get that. And I know a lot of the times people hate teams spending all this money. They say, look at the past. Remember when Washington used to spend all that money and it used to blow up in their face? Yes, free agency is not the cure for everything, but it is the cure for something and it can turn your really good football team into a great football team. And that's what a lot of these teams are banking on to get to that next level. The Browns are a playoff team that want to become a Super Bowl winning team. 
team. The same with the Bills. The same with the Chargers. And maybe one of those teams will make that next jump and get to a Super Bowl. If I had to pick two teams who made moves that made them Super Bowl caliber winning teams, I would pick the Buffalo Bills and the Rams. The Bills, I think, could win the Super Bowl next year, and the Rams could clearly repeat. They brought in Allen Robinson to be their number two receiver. He could be the number one on so many teams, including my New England Patriots, and the Bills got Von Miller, and I think there's a really good chance they could end up with Jarvis Landry, too, and if they get Landry, I would pick them as my Super Bowl favorites. Those are the two teams I think are going to benefit from the moves they've made during free agency to help get them to the Super Bowl. The Bills and the Rams. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm Cam McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday, so please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe.